podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You're here with JP and Caleb. How you doing, Caleb? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, that game, you know, the Chiefs was a little frustrating, but how are you doing, man? I'm pissed. I'm straight up pissed. I'm pissed, too. I'm telling you right now, that is a dirty-ass team. They're dirty. They're filthy-ass dirty. There was no reason for any of that to happen at the end of the game. You know, you sit here and you listen to them talk about Drew Brees and how much they love Mahomes and his kids love Mahomes, and all they want is a CEH jersey, and they want a Mahomes jersey, and they want a Tyreek Hill jersey, but yet they take CEH out of the game for no freaking reason whatsoever and then try to take Bell out of the game. It was over. It's You lost. It is what it is. You're lucky you came back as far as you did. And then to do Darn stupid man. shit like that, man, that was ignorant. I'm so, well, sorry. No, I understand what I was going to say. Yeah, that confirmed us that they are a dirty team. I mean, they what the injury that looked like to Clyde, it looked like they gator, not gator roll, but they like, as he's falling down, like they turned his leg. And that wasn't the first time they did that in the game. And then just... And just the way they were playing, I mean, they were late hit here, late hit there, in the holding on the offensive line. How else is Chris Jones or Frank Clark supposed to get to Drew Brees? I mean, it was an abomination but the officiating. But what we need to focus on is just the positives from this game. But we're going to stuck on some of the negatives because the negatives that we saw by Demarcus Robinson, unfortunately, don't mean to call him out, but he continues to run backwards, is the reason, sorry, these those are the reasons that can hurt the Chiefs whenever they get into the playoffs. These are the those are the plays that cause the Chiefs not to blow these teams out like the fans want them to. If we're being he needs honest. to realize he's not he is not Tyreek Hill. He cannot go backwards. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the burst to go backwards and then make a play on it. He's not going to gain any momentum by doing that. If he thinks he is, he needs to sit his ass on the bench and stay there. I'm sorry. He makes some of the most acrobatic, phenomenal catches at certain times during the season and then he does stupid shit like that that was dumb and honestly I mean there was a few plays not just that one there was a couple other ones that he screwed up on you know a lot of people got pissed off drop passes everybody get pissed off at Hardman during that game because he had that one screw up but then he comes back and he catches an, an amazing number one there's not another quarterback in this league or ever has played this league in this league that could have made that pass. And that was one hell of a catch. One hell of a catch by Hardman to, for that touchdown. I don't care what anybody wants to say. Yeah, he's young. He's learning. Give the guy a break. I'm not going to give that break to D-Rob. He's been in the league seven years. I'm sorry. I'm not giving him that break. He ain't that fast. He's not in the Legion of Zoom. I'm sorry. He's just not that part of it. No, I think he's good. It's just I don't know why he continues to run backwards. I mean, I don't either when he don't know how to do it. After every single play. Yeah. It just frustrates me because he's a great player, but some decision-making makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm going to say this one more time. The Saints are a dirty-ass team. I'm sorry. It, it. They could have, honestly. I just got a text. I don't. They they're not 100 percent sure what's up with Clyde, but mm-hmm. they're thinking. And I was kind of correct what I told you prior. They're thinking maybe a hip dislocation. 
Yeah, the way, well, we, as we saw, they were rolling, and I mean, every time the running back was out, they were trying to roll their legs. I'm like, what are you guys doing? But that's football, but that just shows you why I don't really like, I like the Saints, and I kind of gave them to the benefit of the doubt after uh, Bounty Gate, but this just kind of confirmed to me, like, hey, um, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, you saw Cam Jordan got ejected for drawing a punch on Wiley, and that and was probably one of Wiley's best shiny moments of the night because he couldn't, you know, block Cam Jordan all game. Yeah, and why did he even throw the punch? There was no point in it. Why? I did... have no idea. I am just as confused as you, to be honest. Oh, I am just confused as you. That game was a weird consortment of the offense played well, then they struggled. The defense played pretty much well all game. So, I mean, there are good things to focus on this game, but just the negatives that we have pulled from it, and even though the Chiefs are 13-1, is like, wow. These mistakes here can can stop them from making another playoff run and winning the hey, Super Bowl. And that Bowl. offensive line almost got Mahomes hurt. I'm I, telling I you. Think he, I thought he cracked a rip for a second, to be honest. I did too, and I got to tell you what, he's gonna feel that shit tomorrow. That ain't gonna be. I mean, that ain't gonna go away I don't real quick. Understand how Fisher and Wyatt continue to miss on their assignments. They just went around him and then sandwiched Mahomes. And I, no, don't I know um, you see either about Fisher's back being hurt. If his back's hurt, don't be in the damn game. It's that simple. Well, they, the thing is, they needed him, and I understand that. And he played pretty good, but it just seems like this year, this has been inconsistent along the offensive lineman has struggled. And Wisniewski has filled in quite nicely with the Chiefs. We knew he that was going to happen. Huh? Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Thank God he was out there. He was the only brightening, bright light on that offensive line, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, and real quick, just from a Pete Sweeney, he just a tweet that she said X-rays negative for Clyde edwards hiller evaluation continues. So oh, I guess man. they didn't see any issues. But well, basically, they... what um he got twisted into the up up into the splits, but yeah. the uh but the X-rays are negative. So yeah, they showed you he got twisted at the bottom of the and it's just it's a crazy assortment, man. But what's something uh, good you can take away from this game? Well, I got to tell you this, man. The one thing I can say is this. And, and I'll say it over and over and over again. As long as we have Mahomes on the field or on our team, it's it's difficult to beat us. We have not only is our defense, again, doing what they did last year and stepping up like none other, they held them to basically, I mean, I think that was the first time Drew Brees has ever went um, five, five straight possessions, three and out, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. That's the first time he's the ever defense. done that. Played really, really well. Extremely now they had some mishaps toward the end, but other than that, they played very well, and I was impressed. Yeah, I mean, as you said, neat. JP, the defense comes alive in the second half of the season when it matters the most, and that's what they were doing. That's all it that matters. And I tell you what, Sneed is a absolute superstar on the making, and you give him one more the rest of this season. Wait till next year. Wait and see what he does next year. I'm telling you, that kid is an absolute superstar in the making. Period, hands down. He is a beast. There's, It's amazing to me how well he understands the game this early in his career. At that position. As I've said a million times, that's the hardest position, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to play in the NFL in today's game. It wasn't that easy in prior eras. Now it's even worse because everything you do is scrutinized. Man, I'm going to say it only once because I do it every game, and then I'll let you take off. This shithole officiating has to end. Frank Clark was held. Chris Jones was lifted off of the damn ground 
by his jersey. And they for a good three seconds, a ref standing right there watching it and never called holding. But yet they call that ticky-tack bullshit against the Chiefs. It's getting old. They got to do something about these refs. And it's not just the Chiefs. It's every damn game you watch anymore. It is becoming a nuisance and a problem within this NFL. And if the New York office wants to step in and change these calls, that's their choice. They have that right. That's their job. They should look at these calls and reverse them or say, hey, that was a holding call. You missed it. Fix it. That That's all I'm going to say about it. I mean, it happened way too much in this game. No, I agree with you, man. Um, unfortunately, that's just what happens when you're dealing with the officiating officials. But, yeah, just look at this game, though. Mahomes battled like a trooper. I oh mean, God. he did not have the best game. The troops. And for everyone who was saying, oh, Le'Veon Bell should be the Chiefs, that is an indicator of why Andy Reid signed him. He helped us down the stretch when we needed it. He helped tremendously running the ball, getting those first downs. Now, I'm not saying Clyde can do that, but to have an extra insurance veteran running back in the room on that field helped the Chiefs win that game. Le'Veon Bell was special, and he's going to help this team go to Super Bowl and win it. Take it one more time, and I feel like he can help us. Because just his experience right there alone was very important because we've seen so many years, JP, where the Steelers were against, playing against the Chiefs, Le'Veon Bell was the running back, and Le'Veon Bell would just wear us down time after time after time. Roasted Especially us. when it was a one-score possession game and the Chiefs need to stop. He just yep. kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And it just showed us Le'Veon Bell is a needs to be a Chief for years to come because of his presence on the team. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody that I had a bunch of people hit me up earlier well earlier in the season about how bell was a rental bell wasn't any good he was complaining about playtime blah 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 he hasn't played with he though? The no. let me tell you something number one he wasn't complaining about playtime he came in as support which he has definitely been and now the offensive line is getting used to him and he's getting used to the offensive line mm-hmm. this is exactly what you and i talked about and we said three, four weeks ago, when everybody kept asking us, when's Bell going to play? Why is he not playing? Why are they doing this? Why is he playing? The man has been positive on, on almost every play he's been in, and he got his touchdown tonight. He's just getting better and better. Well, we I need think, to keep him. Mm-hmm, go ahead. And I think we one play that him. showed us how great he was, he was in the backfield for a four-yard loss, and he ended up picking the first down. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty spectacular. Because the running backs we've had in the past haven't really been able to do that. Now, I'm not saying Clyde can't do that. I'm not saying Daryl can't. But Le'Veon's been in the league longer than them. And he knows how to work his body. He knows how to stop defenders in their tracks and get around them. And then it shows you he is a great player. Yeah. Uh, stat that everybody needs to know. The perfect road record for the Chiefs is the second in franchise history. The other was 7-0 in 1966. We have won every road game this year. So we have. It's absolutely amazing, man, to be. I I don't care what anyone says. We are a powerhouse. No matter what, we got all the adversity, all the dirty plays, all the crap that they did. We still came out uh, victorious. And yes, it wasn't what anybody thought it was going to be. I honestly thought Breeze was. And he didn't play that well in the first half. He He played like crap. I mean, 
there were, you know, a few penalties got him downfield, but it wasn't like he played some phenomenal game because he didn't. No, he struggled. He struggled. He struggled much mightily. The entire game. Yeah. And if he was hurt, he shouldn't have been in there. It's that simple. He shouldn't have been in there. Because you know what? They were talking about how they lost. They lost because he wasn't in there. Well, he lost today. And he was in there. So, you know, it wrong, doesn't. Man. I mean, sorry, go ahead. No. Just, oh, I, I well, think... I was just going to. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't interrupt you, man. No, you're fine, man. I just think, you know, I love Drew Brees. I really do. I oh, think he's, he's actually kind of a, you know, he's a great ball player. I think he's, you know, definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. I just, I, I think it's it's strange to me when I look at how his demeanor is and how Alvin Kamara is, and then you look at their defense and how freaking unbelievably different they are in every aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, our team doesn't play like that. We just don't play that way. We don't want to put people out. Of, you know, we don't want to hurt somebody. We don't want to put them out of their misery. We don't want to put them out of the of the season. We, we, yeah, we want to stop a play, but we don't want to continually hurt them after they're on the ground. I mean, it's just dumb, but whatever. Um, I hear you, man. It, it's a first string all around, but yeah. looking at the game, there are a lot of positives to take forward. That Mahomes oh, yeah. is able to help lead the team in crunch time situations to pick up the first down. I mean, we have the offense to do it. Now, I know people were frustrated at the O-line, specifically Fisher and Wiley, which I don't know what's going to happen, but... Everything else on the offensive line kind of worked out, especially with the blocking. I mean, towards the end, they kind of had an attitude, to be honest. They were oh, pushing yeah. that ball. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to struggle. And, yeah, we think maybe the Chiefs most likely maybe will decide to draft a first-round offensive lineman. But other than that, man, that, that offensive lineman at parts of the game, especially towards the end, they played with some ad, uh, Sorry, they played with some attitude, and they helped. Oh, yeah, without fail. Um, they, they, you know... There was a couple of interceptions that, you know, are, are broken passes, I should say, that could have been interceptions. But, hey, you know what? You're not going to get them all. And they, you know, Dirty Dan almost had one. Uh, Matthew almost had one. Breland almost had one. You know, it was it was one after another after another. I mean, it, it, it solidifies the fact to me that our defense does exactly what we think they're going to do every year now that we've gotten this new regime. And... They turn it on, they play hard, they play uh-huh. well, and we have the guys sitting on the bench that can fill in just as well as anybody else on our team. So I'm not concerned with the rest of the season. Now, the one thing that Tony Romo said that kind of confused me was he said that next week's game really doesn't matter, but the Chargers game does for um, our first seed. Which that's point. only if, to me, that's only if Pittsburgh wins out. Well, or wins the AP, next game. I think I think he was trying to say all the Chiefs have to do is beat the Chargers Week 17, and the Chiefs get the number one seed. I think that's what he was trying to say. But I understand what you're saying because yeah. I do not really like listening to Tony Romo. To be honest, I feel like he is. It just seems like he's always one sided with the, another team. He always to is. me it just seems like I can't enjoy the game because he's always pointing stuff out all the time. Like I want to watch the game and see it to myself. Now, Grant, I have learned a lot of things from Tony Romo. From his analyze, but sometimes he's just overbearing. And that's just me. Now, personally, I would love to see that the Chiefs have an option to where you can have Mitch Holtz just, just do the whole game. Oh, yeah, without fail. Because um, I like Tony Romo. I love Kevin Harlan. I like all the other guys I have. It's just sometimes it's like the announcers just get on my nerves. I'm trying to watch the game, but you know what I'm saying, man? It's like prime example 2018, Chiefs versus uh, Cardinals. 
Um, who was the coach for the oh crap for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Do you remember his name? Um. Oh, Bruce I, Arians. Bruce well, Arians. he was an announcer in that game. He was pro Arizona. I'm like, bro, you don't see the score that's going on. But besides the point, I think that Tony Romo has done a lot. But in my opinion, it feels like it's hard for me to try to understand the game. We keep throwing stuff here and there all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And, and and this is another thing I don't like. Romo is extremely intelligent when it comes to formations and what he sees coming. Exactly. Okay, the problem with that is, is that he says it on air. And if he thinks, and if anybody thinks that the other opposing team is not listening to that because they know he can see down and he knows what he's talking about, they're high on crack because they're definitely listening to what he's saying. And they can make changes and adjustments because of what he's saying. Well, and the, well, I know what you're saying, JP, but also you have the Saints, well, another team, the Saints, the Bears, the Broncos. Their players are at the, I mean, their coaches are the same height, seeing the same thing. So, I mean, I can understand how that can be annoying, but then again, it's something everyone has access to. That's I see true. what you're saying, though. That's true, but the problem is, is that he over embellishes it. He goes too far with it. Not too many people do that. In fact, I don't know of anybody. It's almost like he's like rallying for a damn uh, head coaching job somewhere. Hey, and it's annoying good, to me. He'd be a good coach, I think. He would. He knows X's and O's. Yeah. Um, he he knows what he's doing, and it, it it's just difficult sometimes. I, I look at so many different things when I when I listen to a game and I watch a game, and that's one of the things that I've noticed about him since he's been announcing. He's been doing. I mean, he called out plays on us last year, as a matter of fact, and the year I think it was the year before as well, mm-hmm. and. They, it was like, as soon as he said it, the defense lined up and they knew exactly what we were doing. And it's like, that's when it kind of solidified the fact that maybe they're, you know, they're not just sitting there, you know, somebody's listening to exactly what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's you know, there's happen. no way they're not. I mean, it, it just is what it is. But he just over embellishes it sometimes. But whatever, it is what, it, I don't care. I mean, yeah. he can say whatever he wants because it, at the end of the day, we got the dub. So, I mean. Yeah, we did. The you know, did get the dub. Yeah, so now we're sitting, you know, in a really good spot. We have the only thing I'm really concerned with is Clyde. I know the X-rays came back negative. Um, I when you said that, I texted and they did say it came back negative, but there is some swelling, mm-hmm. so yeah. um, may come back negative because they can't see anything right now. But um, so, do you think it's a dislocation? Of the I don't head? know. I mean, they're they're not. Um, no, which okay. What's your personal view, though? I mean, it looked to me it looked like it was dislocated. I mean, it really mm-hmm. did look like his hip was dislocated. That's what it looked like to me. I mean, his leg was in a position that, I mean, if, honest to God, most guys right now would be, you know, <laughs> pain. screaming in pain right now, especially from the sack on. To be honest with you, if you want to get down to it, but I mean, he was in a position that I don't know how anybody could not get hurt, you know, like that. But, um. It, it that goes again to some dirty ass play. They they did it. You know there was no reason, in my opinion, for two people to sandwich Mahomes the way they did, but they did. That's gonna um, happen. That's I gonna understand. happen. It is what it is. It's gonna happen. But the rest of the plays, especially towards the end, from that Cam Jordan play on, it just kind of seemed like they went downhill as far as their defensive mindset. They just went to this. 
you know, they announced before the game they wanted to make it a street game, a street fight, or whatever the hell they wanted to call it. They wanted to well, lay the wood, basically. Yeah, they lay, lay the wood. Well, they got uh, the wood someone, laid on them. And so. someone on Twitter said, i never seen defense celebrate this much for getting 32 points scored on them. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. They were celebrating. They didn't really do anything. So, JP, do you think that the Chiefs allowing 29 points to the defense, do you think that was too much? Or do you think, they did, or do you think the Chiefs defense did exactly what they needed to do? Well, I think it was a little too much, but I also I am not going to put it all on the defense because there was some horrible calls, some ticky tack calls, and there was a couple penalties that were actually justified. To to you can't I mean they they did their job and they did it very well. There was a couple of blown assignments. One of them was in the end zone there when that touchdown was thrown. I think it was that first or second touchdown that breezed through the deep one into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, they left Matthew all by himself out there. There was no, there was no corner to help him out. He was out there by himself. So he's trying to cover two guys and he's alone. So, I, I mean, that, that right there to me was a blown assignment, but um, all in all, we always do this. And it's very strange to me. I don't know if the defense gets gassed, if they let off the pedal, I don't know what it is, but we can have a 24, 28 point lead and then we score again in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, we allow third and fourth quarter, we allow them to score touchdowns. Now the I third see a lot of prevented defense when that happens. I think that's, that's where the turts and she's exactly more than ever. That's more, exactly. sorry, more than anything. Yeah. Um. But other than that, I mean, I think they played extremely well compared to, you know, a few weeks ago. Now look at, and I want to, you know, let's let's look at the run D tonight. The run D was. 10 times better than it's been, you know, the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. They played they extremely well. Um, you know, it's hard to stop a running back like they have. It's extremely hard to stop a guy like him. But they did a pretty good job of keeping him contained. So I will give them that. Um, the corners played extremely well. I, I mean, Matthew was out there. Nobody really wanted to go near him except for that one play when he was all by himself out there. I think they did a good job. And our D-line really played extremely well for as many times as they were held. Mm-hmm. They did a I good mean, job. They did a good job containing Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Alvin that, Kamara is a speedy back. Thing. He's he a is. very, very speedy and shifty back. If Chris Jones, Frank Clark, uh, Jashawn Wharton, Mike Deanna, they did a very good job. And I've noticed over the past couple of games, it's been Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Mike Deanna, um, and Jashawn Wharton, and then a mix of Derek Nottie in there. That, I think that's what they're going with. And unfortunately... It looks like Colin Sanders is not going to be playing for a little bit because it seems like Wharton's taking his taking a spot for the time being. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think 100%. I don't know if we'll see him the rest of the season, to be honest with you. Even through the playoffs, I don't know if we'll see him again. Um, the only way we will, you know, God forbid there's an injury, but I don't mm-hmm. think, he, you know, I don't think he's going to be playing. So um, we just have to see how it goes, man. I mean, right now we're in a really good spot, you know, with – the fact that we do have two great running backs in case Clyde is hurt for a week or two, we've got some people that can step in and fill the shoes. And we got one of the most prolific running backs in the NFL that's ever played the game, you know, to be able to step in and, and, and fill some shoes and get the play time in that we both said he was going to get towards the end of the season and into mm-hmm. the playoffs. And that's exactly what he's getting. And he got more of that before. And I don't want people to read into this the wrong way, but he was getting that play time before Clyde was injured. So, yeah. He played very well tonight, extremely well. And he, you know, he's just going to get better with this scheme. 
It's just going to take time. If our offensive line was 10% better than they are right now, I think you'd have seen him playing more prior to this, but they just couldn't get used to his style of running. And to me, you know, luckily he is able to squeeze himself through positions that most running backs can't because even Uh when he is patient and they don't block well for him, he's still able to gain yardage on it. It may be three yards. It may be five yards. It may be seven. It may be one, one, but it's what we need. Exactly. But he does it. So, um, I mean, I think, you know, it's, 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 it's going to come down to when it all said and done, you know, we're going to end up, I think we're going to end up winning out. That's my opinion because the week 17 game is actually important to us for the first seed in case Pittsburgh wins. Now, if they lose tomorrow or is it tonight or tomorrow they play? Sir, say that one more time. When does Pittsburgh play? They play tomorrow night, uh, Monday night football against against Cincinnati, right? Yeah. So if Pittsburgh wins that game, we have to win that week 17 game. Yep, we do. So if they lose, then we think that she's basically get it. Yeah, we'll get it then. Um, So, I I mean, it's just going to, it's going to boil down to a couple of things. But right now we're, we're sitting in the driver's seat in the AFC. And, you know, the one team that everybody has been harping on is the Bills about how great they are. And I'm not going to take anything away from Josh Allen. I'm not. He's playing very good football. Do I think if we end up meeting them in the AFC Championship game, are we going to lose? No, I do not. I think we're going to win that game. I think if once we get into the playoffs, whether we get the first round by or we don't, we're a different football team than everybody else out there. We already are a different football team. We are. So get us in the playoffs and then... It's just, it's over. I mean, it's over. I don't know of a team out there that can touch us in the playoffs. I mean, they tried last year. They tried hard. Every one of them tried hard. But they didn't finish. And you can't finish against Mahomes. Don't give him two minutes. Don't give him a minute and a half. You give him a minute and a timeout, and he's going to score two touchdowns on you. It's that simple. So... I mean, I, it, it, that's just my opinion, man. No, I, I, I agree with you, man. Mahomes is a great quarterback. We have a great team surrounding him, and unfortunately, these injuries may have gotten in the way a little bit. But the one thing we know from Andy, he plans ahead in these situations. He plans ahead, and which is important because it helps stop the issues from happening. We're good. Sorry, we're still going to have those issues, but he helps alleviate them. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's. <clears throat> I guess I'm so irritated as I can't even put my thoughts together at this point with this game today. But um, well, I mean, right. what's one thing you saw that uh, shows you we're going to be all right? What's one thing besides Mahomes? What is one thing that showed you this team is going to be defense. all right? Our defense. Our defense. Okay. Yeah. What? 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 what oh, sorry. What specific player? To be honest with you, it's not. There's not just one. That's the problem mm-hmm. because everybody. Now, I will say this: the one player that impressed me again like he did at the beginning of the season, of course, is Snead. And when he's out on that field, there's a and, – and you know what? Breeze kept targeting him, and that was a mistake. Every time he targeted that kid, he thought, oh, I got a rookie to throw at. Mistake, 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 because he doesn't play like a rookie. Um, I think he's going to be the shining light of this defense, and he already is, and he's just going to get better. When you have – I think – 
we have our our defensive line has stepped up and they looked they've looked a lot better over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, really three weeks, I guess. But they're just getting better. We always turn it on, like we always talk about towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. But you got to think, man. We got Tyron Matthew, we got Breland, we got Sneed. Charvarius Ward, I don't think let one thing get by him today. He played pretty well. He played, played pretty damn well. well. We got Dirty Dan out there that is just, you know, people can say what they want about that guy. He, I don't think he missed a tackle today. I mean, I didn't hear his name called because I don't think anybody even went near him. He almost picked one off. We, we've got some guys out there that have so much immense talent. And then when they blend it all together and they get their groove on, it's extremely hard to for any offense to play against them. So yeah, we gave up some points today. Most of them at the end of the game, but regardless, it's okay. I mean, it's it, it, our defense to me is going to help us win another championship this year. I think our offense is our offense and we can't, nobody is going to stop this offense. Oh, we're just not. We're just that dynamic. Yeah, we are. And even with the mistakes, like with D-Rob and even Hardman making a mistake and all of that, you still have the most dynamic offense in football. There's nobody out there that is better than us. Nobody. Everybody that wants, it's not fandom talk. That's truth. If this this entire offense was on a totally different team, even the Raiders, as much as I hate them, I would say... There's not another offense out there that can touch them. It's just that simple. So, I mean, what's your opinion? I mean, that's just I I agree with you, man. I mean, we have one of the best offenses in the league. I think it's gotten even better from last year. And I believe that the Chiefs can go down and win the Super Bowl. Now, granted, I always say take it one week at a time. But one thing else, else I like to say is that, as you stated earlier, we just need a top 15 defense. And right now, we already have a top 10 defense the way they're playing so far. So the exactly. future is very bright for this team. A lot of great stuff is going to happen, and I'm not worried. Now, the only thing that can beat the Chiefs is themselves exactly. at this point. Yeah. And what I'm saying is because I've seen many times where the Chiefs have struggled and have basically blown leads or not scored as many points as they should have because of self-inflicting injuries that have happened. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, today was, you know, one of those, it's a prime example of why both of us feel this way, and I'm sure other people do too, Um, regardless of the mistakes and regardless of the things that they do, there may be some inconsistencies in certain areas, but even with that, the, the amount of consistencies overrule the amount of inconsistencies so much that it doesn't take too much away from us. Yeah, you're right. You know, that safety was absolutely uncalled for. That should have never happened. And I want to go back to that real quick. So I like to knock DeMarcus Robinson. The issue I have is that he sets back every single play, and he tries to outstretch the play when it's not even necessary. So Mm. sometimes I'm like, you're costing the team points. And now, granted, dude, that two-point conversion, I'm sorry, that two-point safety could have hurt the Chiefs. And if the Chiefs would have lost, who would have pointed right back to that moment? Exactly. And exactly. I don't know. He's right now has a one-year, four-year dog with the Chiefs. I don't see them bringing him back next year, to be honest. I don't His either. play has been fairly inconsistent. Right now, we have some guy on our practice squad. I unfortunately forgot his name, but he's a pretty good wide receiver. And I think what we're going to do is next year, we're going to see some subtractions from these offense. And 
So we're going to see some subtractions, and we're also going to get some additions. And those yeah. additions are going to help make this offense even deadlier. And I yeah. know uh, it was crazy because um, I saw someone was saying, if Robinson's going to do that, then we might as well bring in Dieter. <laughs> I mean, just crazy stuff just was happening today. Well, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I kind of almost don't disagree with that statement. I mean, Dieter's pretty consistent when he's on the field. And we've seen him be consistent when he is out there. He didn't drop. I don't. I don't remember honestly the few times that I saw he's actually been played that he's played that he really dropped anything. Maybe one, but he's pretty consistent and he's got some speed. I don't. You know. I. I. I don't necessarily disagree with that statement because I think he would be. He's got the football IQ to understand that I am not Tyree Kill. I am not Sammy Watkins. I'm not McCall Hardman. I'm not Le'Veon Bell. If I catch a ball and I got three defenders around me, I'm going to go down because there's no point in trying to stretch something out and, and potentially lose the ball. It was the end of the half. It was yeah. kind of like, I don't know why he let the ball roll the bounds, but shoot would have could have. There's no we can do about it now. No, no, not at all. It just frustrated me. I thought they would have put in some other person receiver, but he, I don't know, did he get, a, did he get one catch? Because I know he lost drop to at least two more. I think he got one. Okay. I'm not mistaken. He did get one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, Travis Kelsey is now 54 yards away from the record. Oh, okay. Well, hey, man, so, we're getting there. We yeah, are he'll getting get, there. He'll get there next week. Um, that I'm not concerned with. He'll have that. He'll have that next week, um, and then some. This was the lowest um, yardage game he's had all season. So, uh, you know, they just really put the coverage on him today, which we expected. You know, we expected Tyree Kill, we expected Travis Kelsey to be covered extremely heavily, and they, and they were. Um, again, though, that goes back to, okay, well, you can cover those guys, and you can put everybody you have on them, but then you leave Sammy open, you leave McColl open, you leave, you know, maybe a running back that came out of the backfield open. Mm-hmm. You don't know you, you don't know who's, who's going to be out there that you can't cover. I mean, there's only 11 guys out there, so I don't know, yeah. you know, what you plan on doing, but... Um, it's, it's just one of those things that you can't cover everybody on this team. And, you know, when, and again, I said it on Twitter today during our, um, our live game post, in my opinion, Sammy is one of the best wide receivers out there when he's healthy. The guy does a phenomenal job. He really, he's got great hands. He's a great route runner. Um, he puts himself out on the line to make those, those catches. It's just the healthy, you know, the healthy aspect or his health aspect of it has been a detriment his whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to see him be healthy and play a full 16 game season and get through and not have to worry about it. But hey, yeah. you know, I look at it from this aspect too. If he gets his injuries out of the way early, like he did every year he's been with us, he's helped us down the road in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, you know, for the three years that Mahomes has been our quarterback are going on four, I guess, but three starting. And if you noticed, you know, even during our 18 run, um, he was extremely helpful. He was helpful last year. He helped us win the Super Bowl. So I, I, I love that guy. I really do. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I just wish he had, I wish he was a little more durable, but you know, when you get hurt early in your career and you get hurt numerous times early in your career, it, it hampers you later in your career. And he's now 29 years old. So 28 years old, going to be 29. And 
I think it's catching up to him, you know, but I'd love to see him come back next year and be a hundred percent. I don't know if that would happen. You know, yeah. I, well, I the way I know. see it, Watkins is going to make the catches needed, and he does has done that every single game he's been in. So I'm yeah. not worried now. Yes, durability is somewhat a of a concern, but I love Sammy Watkins how he plays, and I know he's going to help us in the playoffs when need when it when the time is right. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. The guy is he's just one of those people that you know you you can count on him when he's out there because he's going to make those plays it just is what it is um and he does it he he's very consistent when he's out on the field McCall Hardman has got some room to grow but I'm going to tell you right now when he settles down a little bit and really gets his route running down and is able to think a little bit more I guess bring his football IQ up a little higher um, and then I'm not saying you're stupid by any means. That just means, you know, thinking you get more game you time. You're saying Correct. more game time, more film Correct. study. I see what you're saying. Correct. And, you know, and, and thinking before you react. And that's one of the biggest things in football is to think before you react. Mahomes is one of those people that just came into the game able to do that. You don't teach that. That's something that everyone needs to understand. You can't teach football IQ. You can teach a lot of things, but you can't teach born talent. Yeah, okay? it takes it's, playing experience. It does. Years under your belt. Yeah, and he's just, And that's something Harmon's going to acquire over time. I mean, he's going to be tied a wide receiver too in the future, I believe. He's oh, going believe to so play very well. Yeah, I believe so too. But Mahomes is just a, a different player. I mean, I don't know... I guess I don't know how to put it into words how he has the ability to he is so calm under pressure he's so calm when we're down he keeps his wits about him he doesn't make stupid mental mistakes he understands and reads defenses like none other for somebody and in my opinion has since he started than anybody I've ever seen he just he sees things that Maybe no one else sees. I don't know how to explain it. But he's a phenomenal talent. It's hard to find that type of talent. You know, our wide receivers, and this is the one thing that I will say, our wide receivers have learned to adapt to his style of play, mm-hmm. his backyard style of play. They understand that if he's struggling and he's rolling out, you're going to see Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Somebody's going to come back to the ball. Chris Conley even did it. I mean, Chris Conley did it his first season with us. I mean, the Mahomes' first season with us. And he made a phenomenal touchdown catch in the end zone. The The wide receivers have learned how to adapt to his style of play. And as long as you can do that, and then you can get through Andy Reid's playbook, then you're going to be a star on this team. It's just that simple. I'm frustrated with Demarcus Robinson after today's game. I'm going to be frustrated with him. It is what it is. He's been inconsistent for years. I'm sorry, he just has. And I love when he is able to get out there and his mind's right and he's making these acrobatic superstar catches, but they're too few and far between. And when he does make a simple catch, he makes mental mistakes and and, and puts us in a worse position. He runs eight yards backwards for no reason sometimes. Exactly. You're not going to really cut the edge every single time. Sometimes you just need to go down. Exactly. So, uh, 
I see. I mean, dude, I, I, I'm still 100% in that we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, but I am. I don't see another team out there that can beat us down the stretch um, to keep us out of the Super Bowl. I just don't see one. You know, Buffalo is going to be a little bit of a test the second time, I think. I think they've gotten better over the year, you know, since they played us. But I don't think they can beat us. I mean, I just don't, you know. So what's your opinion on that one? No, I agree with you, man. I think um, I don't make it doesn't make any sense to me why people say the Bills are better than the Chiefs when the Chiefs beat them. But you know what? I don't care because I let them believe that because, look, the Chiefs are always going to be considered the underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. They're always going to be considered underdogs. And I'd rather have them be the underdogs and be the hated team because everyone always puts someone above them. And when it comes to the end of the day, Mahomes in the offense, uh, Frank Clark in the defense always proves they're wrong week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, um, and I'm going to say this because a fan sent this to us real quick. I'm going to say this right now. Um, it's press, do your job. Um, that's his handle on Twitter. He said, Un- unsung hero today was Bell. Give him some love. This team will win a Super Bowl if O-line plays better. Got to get Mitch back and get mm-hmm. Fish some help. Now, I will agree with one, maybe one of those statements. Maybe two. But Bell was the unsung hero today. I'm sorry, but he was. He played very well. He did a good job. Um, he filled in when he needed to. He... he, he proved that he can play in our system and that's all we needed to see and he helped out tremendously as far as Swartz coming back I don't know how much that's going to help us or not or if he's coming back Mm -hmm. Fisher as far as help for him look when you have a guy on the corner that has to have a tight end help him block or a running back help him block on almost every play and somebody still gets to the quarterback I think it's time that maybe we just move on and it was he was doing that before his back injury Mm-hmm. So I don't know that Fisher is the answer to anything at this point. Um, Mitchell Sports, I don't know how he's going to return. I mean, he wasn't playing that great at the beginning of the season. He wasn't hurt at the beginning, from what I understand. That didn't happen until later on. But I don't know. I I I I don't know, bro. I, I don't I don't know how to what say it, you know anything else about that, but. When it comes to Mitchell Swartz, it's, it's a back injury. It's kind of a toss-up in the air. When you look at, um, and I'm going to jump around, and when you look at D Ford's injury, he had a back injury. Yeah. Those linger on and really hurt a football player's career. Now, we yet. just saw D Ford basically got shut down for the year due to the extent of his back injury. Now, I'm not saying D Ford's injury is similar to Swartz, but when you have a back injury player, back injury, and you're an NFL player, you have to be very cautious because – one wrong move can mess up your oh, back. Oh, believe me. I 100% you mess know. Up your whole career, even your life after football. It's sometimes yeah. it's not even worth it. So I don't know what's going to happen. I would love to have him come back, but I know Andy and them are evaluating and seeing what's the what's the best thing to be done. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a perfect example. I mean, I didn't play football, but my, you know, I, you know what I did to my back, and I've, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, even for what I do for a living, which I don't get hit by 300 pound guys all day long, but uh, it's still hard to get out of bed. I mean, it's not easy, and as I've gotten older, it's gotten worse. It's yeah. I mean, you know, it, age this makes it worse. It does. I mean, this happened in 2008, and I was, you know, a year and a half later, I was out of, you know, done with kind of rehab and getting over everything and walking and doing everything. But um, I still, I every day, I feel it, dude. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I refuse to take um, 
pills for it. And that's just me. I won't, I'm not going to do that, but, uh, yeah. you know, Honestly, I mean, I'd, I'd rather feel the pain than, than pop a bunch of freaking pills, but, um, it just is what it is. Uh, it's, it's not easy. I mean, I don't know if D Ford's back, you know, his back was hurt early in his career with us. You know, if you remember right, mm-hmm. I think it was the second season, if I'm not mistaken. He had nerve, an issue had a nerve, um, something with a nerve, and it shut him out for the whole off. season. Yeah, yeah, pinch, pinch nerve, yeah, yeah, pinch nerve, and those are the worst, dude. They, they, your legs go numb. Um, then they start. It feels like needles are going through your legs. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to go through daily. So I know what that feels like. And you know, as far as D is concerned, his best year with us was his contract year. Yeah, last uh, year. Yeah, and now again, I don't know what's going to happen with him with San Francisco because he's out for the season. So, hey, by the way, I'm going to jump off topic for a minute. The Jets won. They did they won a game. They I'm beat the Rams. I was surprised to be honest. Yeah, I'm proud. But of hey, them. I'm happy for them. They deserve to win a game, and they are to do it. So I'm happy. That's right. That's right, and it did. It looked like to me, going by, and I don't know how if, how correct I am on this, but um, going by uh, what I think, it looks like the Raiders are completely out of the playoffs now. Um, I didn't even. I don't see think they've been officially eliminated, but it's getting pretty close. Well, I didn't even see them in the hunt on the last report that came out. Oh. But I, don't, I could be wrong, mm. but um, it showed everybody that was you know like wild cards. And I didn't see, you know, I don't know if they put a graphic up for the, who was in the hunt still, but, um, you know, honestly, I know this is going to sound childish and probably a little bit petty, but I just want to see them out of the playoffs. I know that sounds horrible, but I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I mean, not, uh, I don't want, it's not the fact that I'm scared to play them. I just don't want them to make the playoffs. Well, they have a very bad record, so I don't see them making it, to be honest. No, no. I just was hoping it would happen a lot sooner, but it is what it is. Um, but I'm glad the Jets won a game. I mean, they deserve to win one. Mm-hmm. They, that they shows fought. you keep Darnold. He's the future. Don't go after Lawrence. Exactly. Darnold's your future. Exactly. They need to make sure. They need to be smart about it. They Their their problem is that they haven't been very smart with anything they've done. And they've got a really kind of crappy organization and a really crappy head coach, in my opinion. But they need to figure out a way of getting rid of the bad element that is lingering in that front office down to the head coach and bring in some people that actually give a shit because they have the, the core to be able to be a decent football team, mm-hmm. but they're not executing because I don't think, honestly, I don't think anyone has control over that football team right now. That win today was out of the, just their will not to want to be the, the only team, you know, they don't want to go win 16. You know, so it it just is what it is. But that was on the players. That wasn't on the coaching staff. That's for sure. They don't. I mean, I in, in my opinion, I think the coaching staff is probably dying. You know, to get the first round draft pick, which I don't know why, because they got they got their future right there. They just need somebody that can actually coach that team. No, I, I mean, hear you, man. You know, I hear you. So, um, what do we got? Let's see, let's see who's playing. Who's playing tonight? So right now we have the Browns playing the Giants right now. Okay. Um, what do you think? Um, what do you think of that game? 
Well, right now the Giants or the Browns are driving. The Giants are winning three nothing, but Baker, Baker Mayfield leading them down the field. I think uh, eventually what's going to happen? The Browns are going to win by at least ten points. It's going to be so close. Make yeah, sure. the way it's looking so far, I mean, it's of course the Browns are going to win, but the Giants been able to um, been, have been able to move the ball down the field. So it's been interesting so far. Yeah, um, I. I don't know about this, man. I, I you know, I, I, I've been kind of, you know, I'm not a big Browns fan, so I guess maybe that's part of my bias when it comes to this. But I, I've also seen the Giants step up more than I thought they would, given the fact that they don't have Barkley, you know, Saquon out yeah. there. Yeah, they're gonna and be a good team next year. I feel like. I think so too, and Just I gotta keep drafting the right pieces. They do, but uh, their defense is pretty, you know, has kind of played pretty well over the last few games. So I got a strange feeling that you might see an upset against the Browns tonight. I, I mean, I can just see it, you know, might happen. It just might happen. So no, I uh, hear you, man. I we'll go agree. from there. I mean, you know, like it's we've always possible. said, every given, any, any given Sunday, you know, somebody can take somebody else out. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know, man. The, the Giants, to me, I think are probably going to end up being the answer to New York's <laughs> woes. when Troubles, it comes to yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you, man. I tell you what, I had to laugh. I saw a, a, a post the other day from a bunch of New Yorkers, but they said, get the Jets out of New York. We don't need them here anyway. We don't need two football teams or a third football team, I guess, because you got to figure out Buffalo. But um, they, don't, they don't even want the Jets there. And that's sad that, you know, your, you know, your, your city and your fan base or well, what should be a fan base doesn't want you there. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with ownership. I think if they were a team that had better ownership and better front office, the fans would be a little more, you know, I guess, uh, loyal to them. But, you know, it's at this point, I don't know if they're going to get any loyal, you know, any loyalty out of anyone. Um, yeah. You know, sad, but it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. We'll see what happens. But, um, right now we have some questions from the fans about the game. You want to go and roll through them? Yeah, man. I was right. I'm going to do the first one. So the first one is from Tyron Smithson. He wants to know how will the Chiefs offense adjust to the injury of CEH, so Clyde Everett Hilaire. So basically, Tyrant, I believe the Chiefs are going to be able to adjust quite nicely. They got Le'Veon Bell in, uh, during this season for this particular reason. Le'Veon Bell is a veteran running back who knows what it takes to win, and he will be able to help lead this team, sorry, help this team in rushing when it gets down to the nitty gritty when trying to get first downs to close out the games like he did today. I think Clyde, what it looks like, it may be just a strain, but what I believe is going to happen is that Bell is going to take over from much of the running back duties until Clyde comes back. And even then, I think they're just going to throw running backs here and there. That's what yeah. I believe is going to happen. I think so, too. I mean, we don't have, honestly, I mean, if you really want to look at it, I love CEH. I think he's a great ball player, and I think he's just going to be better and better and better. But he's only had two hundred-yard games this season, and I know our offensive line has had something to do with that. But I think Bell brings an element that of that you know that veteran presence, the fact that he still has so much gas in the tank, and he's still able to be so elusive that he's going to fill in great. I don't you know I know there I don't think there's a possibility of Clyde coming back next week if there's no injury and it's even just bruising and the stretch that he 
or the position he put himself in, there's no possibility he's going to be able to come back and play very effectively. I say so, shut him down for the rest of the season. I would say so too. In my opinion, I think that's probably what Give they ought to do. Time to work. Exactly. Um, especially if they find something afterwards. You know, they did a, a, an X-ray and they said it came back negative. But if he's bruised up, which there's no possibility, he can't. There, there's got to be bruising in there with the position he was put in. Um, sometimes you can't see something on an X-ray that you can, you know, you see later on. So I'm hoping that there's nothing wrong with him. You know, major. I hope it's just bruising and you know maybe he stretched some tendons or did something you know that light that he can come back from quickly. But Bell is going to fill in very well. So, mm-hmm. and you got Daryl Williams, and Daryl can break through a line. And then you he still can. have, you know, you still got right now. We still have Thompson on the roster. I don't know if he's going to be there next year, but he's still there and he can step in. I mean, yeah, he's had a fumble I and mean, he's not, not had a lot of play time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't play the game. So, we I think we're covered on that part of it. You know, yeah, I opinion. agree. So I agree. That's just my opinion on that. But um, I had a kind of a funny one. Um, let's see where to go. When I put out the first tweet about how um, you know questions for the show, this guy said, "How the hell did this team ever lose to the Raiders?" <laughs> um, it's a simple answer. It's two things. One, it's a divisional game. They're always tougher. Division teams know your tendencies. You play them twice a year. They study you more than they study anybody else, especially the Raiders, because they that was their Super Bowl was to beat us. So they wanted more than anything to beat the Chiefs for one time in their life. And the proof that was in the pudding when Derek Cry- Carr is crying and you know his eyeliner is running, and then they do a victory lap around Arrowhead. So that kind of proved where their mindset was at that point. Now, if you guys noticed, we beat them the second time and they have fallen flat pretty much. I think they've won one game. They beat the Jets by barely. And after that, they've lost the last five out of six games. So we always kind of shut them down to a point where there's not much left to them after we're done with them. So it, it just happens. I mean, divisional games are a little tougher. It always happens. I mean, look how the Chargers played us, and they got a worse record than the Raiders. Look how Denver played us. I mean, they got a worse record than the Raiders. We're every team's I mean, Super Bowl, so, to be honest. We are. You look at it. Yeah, and especially divisional teams that just you know that's the it's it's a pride thing. If you ask any NFL player, it's a pride thing when you can't go in, just like how it was with the Chargers from 13 to 18. They hadn't beaten us in. From night from 2013 on until that one point win, I think it was 2018. They beat us by one point. Was it 18 or 19? They did that. Um, I 18. Think it I think was it was 18. 18. 18. Yeah. So there's a sense of pride when it comes to teams in your division that just can't beat you, and they're gonna come out with everything they got, and it just is what it is. So I'm not gonna put a lot of emphasis on the Raiders beating us that one time because again, like we said, after that game, they ain't going to beat us again. And they didn't. So, and they're not making the playoffs. So they don't have a chance of beating us in there either. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next year with that team. I know they spent $400 billion on their offensive line. (laughs) And I don't know how the hell they're going to be able to come back from that, but they're nothing to worry about. It just happens. So uh, that's just the answer. And the second thing is, we kind of laid down a little bit during that game because it was the Raiders. 
And that's a mistake that we've made a few times that we kind of played down a little bit to our opponents and we didn't play to our full strength that game either. So there's, you know, there's some, some truth to that as well. So you got to look at it from both aspects. Mm, you, I agree. Yeah. So you can get the next one if you want, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, the next one is how do the Chiefs fix their constant mental errors? I think what it comes down to is that they're just they're going to as the weeks progress, and we may see something still in the playoffs. But what I know with Andy Reid, he is on those guys and making sure they execute to perfection. Because when you practice and execute to execute to perfection, you play well during the game. If you linger through practice and go half heartedly through practice, you play half heartedly through the game. Yeah. 100%, 100% agree with that. Um, it's it's no different than anything else. I mean, you, you when you prepare for something, you have to prepare at 150%, so you can play at 110% during that game or 150% during that game. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we will work through. Mental errors are going to happen with every team. I know it's... I guess the one thing that I, I feel like sometimes we read into some of the mental errors that we make a little too much because it's sporadic with some players. Some players have more consistent mental errors than others, but every team's going to have them, but we still execute and win. I mean, we're 13 and one guys. Mm -hmm. So we got to look at it from that aspect. We're going to have mental errors. We got a lot of young guys on this football team and it's just going to happen. But that will progressively go away. And with the way Mahomes has this team honed in and dialed in, and the way Andy has his team dialed in, and Eric Bieniemy has his d- team dialed in, and even Spags, for that matter, they will just get better. I mean, it just, it, it, it can't, you know, it. we can't dwell on, I guess, a few mental errors to a degree that are sporadic versus some of the ones that are co- consistent. You know, and there are, there are a couple of players that have been consistently making mental errors. And we know one of them that we harped on earlier today. And I love the guy. I mean, he's made some great plays in his career with us. But then there's more negative plays than there are positives. And that's what bothers me about him. And that's all that. And he's got more mental errors, I think, than anyone. And I think a lot of that is, to be honest with you, with him, I think it's more showboat type of thing because he's going up against Tyreek Hill. You know, Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman, and he wants to prove something that he can't execute. I guess I should put it that way, if it makes more sense. I don't know. Um, Mm. But anyway, um, the next one, Matthew Norris. What do you think of these Chiefs fans freaking out on social media in every close game as if there was something wrong with this team? You can go ahead and answer that one, bro. Oh, well, I, what I think what it comes down to is Chiefs fans, a lot of them want to see the Chiefs just put teams away, blow them out week after week after week, because we honestly have the firepower to do it. But unfortunately, that just, sorry, that just doesn't happen. What ends up happening, the Chiefs will get a lead, and then the other team kind of creeps back into and the prevent defense happens, and we talk about it every week on the show. I think what I think why Chiefs fans are frustrated because they know this team can play so much better. Now I'll tell you tell you this, Matthew. What's gonna end up happening is the Chiefs are not gonna let up when it gets into the playoffs. They are going to put the hammer down on these teams. And when they put yeah. the hammer down on these teams, they're gonna be putting out plays that no one ever saw happen during the regular season. And that's gonna help this Chiefs 
continue to push through on their path to the Super Bowl and hopefully win it come yeah. February 7th. And you also got to look at this. I understand, depending on the age of some people, um, we were used to watching the team make so many mistakes in the second half of a team of a game. You know, going back into the 90s, even when we went to this prevent defense, when we had a lead and we would lose that game because of it. And then that carried on for 20 years. And we never had an offense that was able to bail us out of that. We're still to a degree coming into that prevent defense, you know, when we get into the late third, fourth quarter. That's something that we have to stop doing. But also, Chiefs fans in general, because the... And this is, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but they're spoiled to a degree because we do have the top wide receiver in the NFL, the top quarterback in the NFL, the top tight end in the NFL, some of the best defensive players in the NFL. So you want you, in your mind, you think there shouldn't be any mental errors. There shouldn't be any mistakes. There shouldn't be any close games. We should just blow everybody out of the water. And that's just not going to happen. It's, it's, it's not feasible for any team to blow everybody out. We have more wins of seven or more than we do of three-point games or, you know, close call games, if you want to consider. I mean, 34-20, you know, 41-9. We had three, I think, two or three 34-20 games this year. We've won a Mm -hmm. lot of games this year. And, again, we have a perfect record on the road. So that's something that is hard to do you know it they can say it's because of fans or whatever else it is honestly it's not because regardless of who you're playing or where you're playing at you're in a different stadium and you have a different there's a different feeling in that stadium that you don't get in your own you're at home just like you feel better at home than you do at somebody else's home it's no different so and it's weird, but we played better on the road this year than we did at home, in my opinion, in a, in a lot of ways. But we did that last year as well. Yeah, we, we had a lot that. of great home uh, road games that we didn't have so great home games. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, fans freak out because they want perfection all the time on every play, on every down, and we're just not going to get that. So it would be best that they... You know, everybody just needs to calm down because we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going backwards, not regressing. We're not doing any of those things that everybody thought we were going to do. We're playing lights out football compared to everybody else in this league. So it just is what it is. I mean, the Saints have, regardless of how dirty they play, and a lot of that was shown today, they do have a top five defense. Yeah. That was a great test for offense and defense. It really was. And we did a great job of it. So, uh, you want the next question? Or do you yeah, I think it? we just got. I think we just have about. I think two more. Uh, second to last one is: Should the NFL look into the overall dirty play on the Saints defense, particularly in the fourth quarter? Um, I don't really know what the NFL is going to do. In the past, they have really not liked the Saints, and that has been shown through officiating calls. So they may look at it. They may not. Honestly, it's a football play that happens, but sometimes you can kind of tell that play looked dirty. So, honestly, it's going to be up to Roger Goodell in the front office to what they're going to do. And even Andy and them push something through. But, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen. Well, it's going to have to be more than just one team. I mean, you know, they they played – I've said this, dude, and you've heard me say this. They've played dirty for a long time on the defensive side of the ball. 
and even somewhat on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I remember specifically a game uh, where the Jets were, I mean, um, I think they were playing the Jets, but they were up by, I think it was like 42 to 7 or 42 to 3 or something. It was an insane number in the third quarter. And then instead of just, and when you're up by 40 points, okay, you don't have to be just so blatantly disrespectful to another team. And they came out and scored, I think, two or three more touchdowns just to prove that they could put 50 points on the board. And that was all on Sean Payton. He wanted them to do it, and they did it. It wasn't defensive pick sixes and just run it back. This was the offense scoring touchdowns on a team that couldn't stop them. But then Karma, you know, the bitch she is, she came back because I remember that following game, Drew Brees threw for 122 yards and no touchdowns and two interceptions. So, you know, it, it goes both directions when it comes to that. But yes, I do believe they should look into it and they need to, but you know, they kind of remind me on the defensive side of the ball of how the Raiders used to be before all the rules came into play and they, they had to stop. Um, they were just dirty as hell. The Raiders used to be ridiculously dirty. I mean, the things they did, you know, defensively were insane. They'd run you over and then step on your hand with steel cleats and put holes in your hand. Oh, geez. Yeah, they were a terrible football team. There's, you know, it, it and that's kind of how the Saints, Saints kind of, they put that off, that vibe off on, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you know, I mean, yeah, if they should look into it, do I think it's going to happen with Goodell? Probably not, but it, it should happen, in my opinion. Um, we do have another one here. It says, why does Robinson play? That was the question we had. I don't know if you saw that or not. Oh, yeah, I was letting you do that one. Yeah, that was uh, from, uh, looks like Courage Davis. Um, He plays because I think he has an element. He brings an element out there. He's one other body that they have to, to guard. And he does make some catches when he's on a consistent run. He does a decent job. His mental errors are what I understand why you're questioning it because he makes a lot of mental errors. Um, he drops a lot of passes. I mean, he just does. But Tyreek dropped a pass today. You know, I mean, Travis had one that went through his hands. It, it just happens to certain players. He just ha- happens to be one of those guys that happens to more than not. But, you know, it, it. I think when you look at everybody that we have right now, you have to rotate these guys in and out. You just can't keep the same three or four wide receivers out there. They're going to be gassed. So you have to rotate these guys in and out. And right now, he may be the best option they have to bring back in, and, you know, to fill some shoes and give somebody true. a breather. So you just have to look at it from that aspect at this point. Um, remember, guys, we don't see what they see in practice. We don't see what they see you know, on film, we don't know what goes on there. So it's something that you have to realize that they, you know, they, we, yeah, we have other wide receivers on our team, but they may not be better than him at some, in some areas, you know, we just don't know. So it's something you got to look at it from that aspect and, and, you know, move on from there. If you want to get this last one, you can. Yeah, man. Uh, basically what the last one was, um, what happened, what happened to the defense on that last drive? Played a hell of a game, hip, hip, hip to that point. I think basically 
Smack just lets them play prevent defense so they don't really completely blow a, blow a team out. And when that happens, it just makes the game more close. I don't agree with it. I think the defense should be playing hard every single play, every single drive. But that's basically, I think, Spags maybe just... I don't know. I don't really know how to answer this, JP. It just... They just love to seem to prevent defense. I don't really know. What do you think, man? I really don't know how to well, answer it. Well, I think it's a combination of two things. It's, you know, a lot of times prevent defense is designed to give your guys a break. And, you know, defense is out, you know, they, they play hard and they're out there dying, you know, I mean, they're, they're killing themselves. And it comes to that point where you have to make a decision on whether you want to beat your guys into the ground or if you want to um, continue to let them play. And I think it, it's partly that. And I also believe, again, with Andy and Spags is that they don't want to embarrass teams and they don't want to blow them out. And they I think know sometimes home- it's necessary, though. I do too. I 100% agree. Um, this, to me, would have been one of those games they should have blown somebody out, in my opinion. Um, they should have just blasted them and been done with it. But they, you know, they th- th- there were some costly penalties there. You know, they gave them some room. Um, just, it is what it is. You can't change it. You can't make, you know, you can't make them do anything different than they're going to do. It just is what it is. So, uh, and they also know that Mahomes 99.9% of the time is going to bail us out if we do get into a position. And I understand that, but I feel like you should try to avoid that too. You can't just rely on Mahomes every single time. No, no, not at all. I don't, I don't. This isn't the Aaron Rodgers. No, it's exactly. So I don't know. um, I don't know what else to say about that. Did we cover the one, the guy calls himself nameless? How do we? Uh, how, how do the Chiefs fix the consistent mental errors? Yeah, we already covered that one. I think okay. we got everything to go. So we got everybody then. Okay. Yeah, I think we got everyone. Oh yeah, no, there is one more here. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, what's the scoop on Clyde and, and Le'Veon Bell? Um, how do we protect Patrick Mahomes? Uh, better uh, these uh, better these last games and into the postseason. Um, Clyde, we've answered that one. You know, they did. Uh, uh, um, they did a uh, an X-ray and it came back negative, but we don't know, you know, how it looked like his hip was dislocated, and that was the first thing that my guy thought was happened as well is that his hip was dislocated. Um, as far as Le'Veon Bell, he's fine. Um, he got shook up a little bit, but he's okay. Um, he, d- he didn't get a concussion. He didn't, you know, there's nothing majorly wrong with him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as protecting Mahomes, we need an O-line that can protect Mahomes. I mean, it's that simple. We have to have guys out there that are going to put, that are going to protect him, and we don't have that right now. Yeah. Um. It's. It, I don't know any other way of saying it. You know that we just don't have it. Wazinski was a great addition, and he helped. But, I mean, Fisher was, in my opinion, non-existent today. And, you know, Algaretti does a decent job as far as blocking when he can, but he's a center as well, and he's mainly there to open up holes. He's not there to really kind of keep people away from Mahomes, but. Um, it's it, we we need help on the offensive line. We, we, you know, there's a lot of injured guys on that line this year, and some of them came back from last year and didn't play as well when they weren't injured. So, yeah, that's true. You know, there's just a lot of stuff moving forward they have to figure out in the next couple of games and exactly. the bye week if we get it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but that's really about you know all we can really say at this point is that's all we got. I mean, um. Mahomes took some pretty hard hits today, and that one that where he got sandwiched scared me a little bit. I thought he broke so, a rib. 
I thought he did too. And honestly, when he was, his breathing was so labored on the sidelines, I thought, oh shit, because that, that rib breaking thing, like you said, that's exactly what came into my mind was that when you're laboring that hard after you've been hit, usually that's a rib, you know, but Mm -hmm. he's okay. So he came back out and he threw a, he he threw a rocket. So, and he's played the rest of the game very well. I guarantee he's going to feel it tomorrow. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, that was a pretty damn hard hit he took. So, uh, looking forward to next week, what's your opinion on this game? Hey, man, she's playing Falcons, and I, I like this game because the Saints have, sorry, the Falcons have another high-powered offense. I love to see how the Chiefs defense can combat against them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be another great test. I mean, I think, honestly, when you're looking at this offense, maybe better than the Saints. And the only reason why, because the Saints didn't have all their guys. Michael Thomas wasn't there. They had guys injured on the offensive line. I think they had to bring up three practice squad receivers. So I think at the end of the day, we're going to see a completely better deep, sorry, completely better offense that our defense is going to go against. And yeah. I don't even know if they're going to have Julio Jones. And if they don't, that's fine. But all the other players they have are pretty doggone good. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, and their defense isn't so shabby either. Yeah. Um, they got a good defense. So it's going to be another test. I mean, we got, you know, everybody said our, our, our schedule was easier at the end, but oh, it really no. wasn't. Ooh. I mean, it's you know, you're looking every week, <laughs> every week. It's hard. No matter who you're playing, it's hard. So we we're right now we're sitting, you know, we, we had to play the saints. We got to play the Falcons, which has got two really pretty much strong. They're strong on both sides of the ball. And you, you know, those are the guys that you got to be careful of. The, the one good thing that we have going for us is, is that they're not, they've not played us. So to come up against a team like the Chiefs with this type of offense, that's extremely difficult for any team that's never played us really to come in and say, well, we're just going to wipe the table with them because that just won't happen. Um, I think we're going to win it, and I think we're going to win out the rest of the season. I think that Chargers game is going to be a bigger, bigger challenge than most people think. Yeah, because they're going to try to do everything to stop the Chiefs. Exactly. So um, it's just going to be, you know, it's that that I think that right there is probably going to be the hardest game of the last three that we've had, or we do have, well, two now. But um, it, I think that's going to be a tough game. I think the Chargers are going to be tough. Herbert's proven to be a damn good quarterback. Yeah, and he ain't no scrub. He ain't no scrub. He is not no scrub. And their defense is pretty good. So we gotta we gotta be prepared for that. And I don't think you know everybody said we'll sit the starters week seventeen. We no, can't we can't we sit can't. in week seventeen. We don't want to rave what happened to the Ravens happened to the Chiefs. I know Andy Reid and them are going to do everything in their power to make sure they don't get hurt. Exactly. So um yeah, it's just it's gonna be we got a couple more tests to go. But uh, the good thing is, is that we are, you know, we clinched our division again. We got Travis Kelsey. It's going to break a record. I'm pretty, about 100% positive he's going to break next week. Hey, man, and Kelsey, Kelsey and Hill are going to break records next week. Exactly. And, you know, Mahomes is probably going to break another record. I mean, I don't know when he doesn't break a record. But today, it's so comical when you sit here and you think about it and you go, God, Mahomes didn't have a great game, 279 yards. 279 yards. That's the, I mean, that's, he had, I think, six straight 300 plus yard games going into this one. And this is the first game under 300 yards he's had, you know, in a long time. Yeah. And 
Then I go back and I look at Aaron Rodgers and just threw for 146 yards. So, or 143 or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, he said didn't have a great game at all. So, I mean, no. it's going to happen. But the thing is, this is, what, this is why you always want to have a complete team overall that can help. Yeah. You don't want to be left on one guy. Exactly. So, um, it, it's, it's, we, we, we got two more games until the playoffs. You know, hopefully we get that bye week. It'd be great to have it. I'm not 100% like, dying for it i mean it's not like the only thing i'd ever want in my life but or for them but it is going to be a great thing to have because andy's so damn good off the bye so um yes it would be great to have that bye week and get those guys the rest so they can come in it's one less game they got to play and they can come in and just dominate through the playoffs and get into the super bowl again and that's what i want to see them do because I got a feeling it's going to come down to the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Oh, well, hey, yeah, man, it's possible. I would not be surprised if something like that were to happen. Yeah. But anything, man, hey, the AFC could get shaken up. So, I mean, I, like we said, people say the Steelers might be able to make it. We don't know. So, we'll see. Yep. We just have to see how it all plays out. I mean, you know, it's it's no different than, you know, you got your guys out there with your mock drafts. And, you know, it's the same thing with the mock basically the mock playoff scenarios you know right now we can say one thing and then <laughs> come next yeah. week it can be a completely different scenario so Anything we just have to happen. yeah we just have to wait and see and and move forward okay so um we could probably wrap this up pretty quick but when uh when we're done with this giveaway we are going to have another one fairly soon we've got two awesome guest coming on this week back to back actually um and we're gonna start another giveaway so um if you guys out there are listening hopefully you are you got in on the giveaway for the for the charcandric signed helmet and um get on in the next giveaway again i'll stress this again and again once we hit thirty thousand followers we got a gift that everybody's gonna want so let's make sure that the beauty of a gift that everybody's going to want. So let's, let's get the follower count up. Keep your, and don't, you know, keep following and listening for these giveaways. Listen for the news and the info that we put out. And, uh, the content is, you know, in my opinion is, is the best out there. And I'm, I may be a little biased, but in the same aspect, that's why I joined up with Chiefs focus because it was the best content out there. So, and it still is for, if, in my opinion. Um, we're just going to get better and better every week. So, uh, with that being said, um, any parting words, bro? I would say just thank you guys for listening to another, another one of our shows and be prepared next week. As JP said, we're supposed to have back-to-back guests Tuesday and Thursday coming up next week. So we'll let you guys know. Oh yeah. Sorry. Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have no Christmas Eve. Yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday. So just be prepared to listen to those shows. If you guys have any questions or anything you want to know, just DM us. DM at Chiefs Focus or DM at JP Chiefs. We will get back to you. We always try to interact with our fans because we know you you are you guys are Chiefs Kingdom and you guys mm-hmm. help build this community. So we just want to thank you guys for your uh, support and please enter those giveaways because we're gonna have even better coming up in the future. Oh yeah, yeah. They're already stacked and ready to go. So um, just be ready for that, and um, we will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Have a great Monday morning. Um, you know, you can wake up and say we won again and be happy because Christmas is coming up. I hope everybody has, you know, everything ready to go and, 
and you're uh, you're happy about that. You get some time off and enjoy it. With that being said, let's wrap this one up, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks, Chiefs Kingdom. Peace Have out. Have a good Steeler, Chiefs Kingdom. God bless.